Good afternoon and good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on this spontaneous, uh, what is it, Friday? Friday afternoon here in Miami Beach, where it's a little bit overcast, but only just a tiny bit. It's usually extremely sunny over here, but uh, today it's just tiny, tiny bit overcast. Lovely to see you all. Thank you so much for joining me. Biscuits from Holland, how are you doing? You're rendering something. What are you rendering? That's what we want to know. Artistic render with hair. Oh, okay. Is that a new hair product that you've made? I've so much enjoyed your previous hair products. Um, and as soon as I get this new machine up and running, I'll, I'll probably have a play around with that and see how that renders with my new graphics card. Christina is here, of course. Thank you so much for joining, Christina. And congratulations on your amazing success. Christina man managed to walk 50 meters. That's amazing. So well done. Well done. It'll be 100 meters will be a mile before you know it. That's just how the human body works. I totally love it. So today is a relatively special day today. Not only is it in the US, check it out, National Pretzel Day, whatever that means. <laughs> It's uh, an advertising that they had at, my, at the supermarket where I work. Uh, and yes, National Pretzel Day. I don't know what that means. Uh, consume more, eat more. I don't know. But uh, even more importantly, and I've forgotten the box in the room next door, I have, I have got a new graphics card, <gasps> the RTX 2080, not the TI version, the regular version. And it's, it's amazing how that all came together. Within a week uh, after my computer developed a fault, I bought a new one and some other parts that I put all in. So I have a new Z600, HP Z600 workstation here with me. And that is what I'm broadcasting from today. So. Nothing can go wrong. Let's, let's just see how long this holds up. So far, so good. Things are looking okay. Uh, I thought uh, I have uh, finished building this machine about half an hour ago, really. There's always one other thing that you need to install. And um, yeah, so I thought uh, let's just try it out. It renders beautifully with DAS Studio, of course. I've also tried it with Subnautica. So there's a really good frame rate in Subnautica and some real-time reflection. So we're going to have a look at that tomorrow, how that compares. So I could do the same effects with my old GTX 970 graphics card, but this one is about four times faster. And I've decided for this particular model uh, that, oh, let me just, yeah, very good. Okay. Very nice. We're going to have a look at that. Thank you. And hello, Mr. Batsu. Thank you for joining us. I've decided for this particular model of the card because um, it was uh, not so much recommended to me by somebody, but uh, uh, by Zero Calvin, a.k.a. Uh, I've forgotten his name now. What a shame. Zero Kelvin was his was his handle. Uh, Brian Kramer. There we go. Brian Kramer. He's an author from New Jersey. And he saw last week's Subnautica stream and he said, hey, I have 2018 non-TI version. I heard you were interested in the card and I have uh, got it. And he submitted his render result to me. And so that let me deduce that it was almost on par rendering wise with the 2080 Ti, RTX 20. 2080 Ti and I thought hey that's me being able to save 500 bucks there and just go for the regular version because it performs extremely well and long story short I uh, am you know I'm thrilled with it so far and we'll, we'll see what it can do in Das Studio today. Ah, Alien P and Fran Weber, thank you so much, both of us, both of you, for joining us today. I thought we're going to talk about iRay canvases today. I haven't got anything to show you uh, visually what that can do, but iRay canvases, if you're not familiar with that concept, is something that is built into the iRay rendering engine. And with it, we can do something along the lines of multi-pass rendering. And that lets us post-produce our renders better in something like Photoshop or or any other image manipulation program. 
So one idea would be to post-produce just the skin tones of a figure and just give that a treatment without having to cut out a selection there and without leaving with it leaving the clothes alone basically. You could also potentially do a good job on that and then render three or four different outfits on the figure and you only would then render the parts of the figure showing with the outfit and not the actual parts of the figure or the shadows or vice versa. You can also just render the shadows or you can just render the background and it lets us do other funky things like depth map and and all kinds of other stuff that I don't actually understand so there we go um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get started with that and see where it takes us Christina thank you so much for five euros there that is <laughs> you're very welcome you have um, uh, you have brought this up before and you said yeah actually uh, can we talk about canvases so there we go Woo very exciting thank you so much so here's my version of Das Studio. That's exciting. That is always exciting. And hello, Technomagia. Very, very good to see you again. Very cool. I hope we're going to all get a lot out of this. So nice. <laughs> and I always like seeing that little animation walking down there. That's very, very cool. <laughs> Yes, you asked three times and it's one of those things. It's with my old graphics card. I wasn't quite it wasn't quite up to par to, to demonstrate. But hey, maybe with the new one, we can we can do this. So first things first, can I remember where all the buttons are? One of those things. So first of all, in Dash Studio, I'm using 4.11 uh, Pro right now. That's the beta version. That's the only one that works with the RTX 2080, or I believe the RTX series of graphics cards. And um, in our render settings here, we can activate canvases. Right now, just have a look at the uh, regular render settings here, general, render mode, and so forth. Ends at environment. And currently, and by default, with the new scene, those canvases are not activated. So let's have a look over here under advanced and you get uh, three tabs here as soon as you've selected the iRay rendering engine. So that's the first thing we need to do. We need to be an iRay because this is an iRay feature. So select iRay and then you get these three tabs here. Hardware, which lets you select what type of hardware you're rendering on. And then you get canvases over here and then you get bridge. And I've, I've talked about bridge before. It's kind of, you know, something that's not quite here yet but we're talking about canvases and it's a little bit tricky to get them going but it's uh, once you understood the principle it is relatively harmless to make that happen so the first thing we need to do is switch them on that means we can now render canvases and uh, right now if we head back over to editor we can see that one little thing has come up here which is the canvases option Right now, there's nothing that we can select because we haven't set up any canvases yet. And it's a little, as I said, it's a little tricky to get them going. But keep in mind, if, as soon as you see this field under your uh, render settings, under the editor tab, that's when you have the, the little tick box of canvases activated. So that's the first thing that you need to do. Under the advanced tab, switch on canvases. Next, you need to add a canvas. And this is kind of akin to, from what I understand, this is kind of akin to the render passes that will be executed. So you can click the little plus icon and it adds the first thing, which is called canvas1.beauty. And this is kind of a dot notation thing. So canvas1 comes from the name of this particular canvas here. You can name it anything you like. And then the dot separates what type of canvas we're actually rendering here. So this is the type underneath the name. This is the type. Can you see that here? Yeah, just about. Uh, I'll go and maybe switch it over to that or maybe over to that. Maybe. 
And under beauty, uh, you can click that and that will open up a long menu that will show you the types of canvases that you can render. And I'm not entirely sure why some of them are not named in a way that is better to understand for human beings. So uh, I don't know, beauty is one that renders the, the selected objects kind of diffuse pass, if you will. So that's that's basically a, a picture that human eye can, can, can see. And then many of the others are very weird things that may render a black or white picture and uh, are only available as soon as you save that picture. That'll become available as a separate folder with EXR files that that studio saves there for us. So we'll look through a few examples here. Uh, right now we don't have anything in our scene that lets us explain the rest of these options so let's perhaps make that happen. I'm going to head over to uh, create a couple of primitives here under create. I'm going to go and oops, create a new primitive. Perhaps uh, spheres are good. Should we go for spheres? Let's do that. One sphere and uh, go and select maybe a few of them. Just move that one back to somewhere here and I'll go and create another one. Just another sphere. I could have duplicated that as well. Maybe we'll go for three spheres. Or we can, let's just let's leave it with two spheres for now. Two spheres perhaps and a plane. So let's create a primitive plane as well. 30 meters in size. Let's do this. So great. Now we have a plane and two spheres. Nothing too spectacular. Square rendering options. So yeah, it's going to be all right. Oh yes, and also I'm going to go and create a camera for us as well so that we have a camera that we can look through here. I'm going to copy the active viewport and frame it up something, you know, relatively handsome. Something along those lines. We're not going to do a we're not going to win an artistic rendering challenge with that, but it'll allow us to demonstrate how these canvases work. So with that selected now, we have the camera, we have a plane, we have sphere one and sphere two. Maybe I'm just going to go and rename them rather than we having sphere and sphere two. I'm just going to go and name this one sphere one. And then because I'm a stickler for detail here, let's go get rid of that bracket up here. There. So we have sphere one, sphere two, and we have a plane. So that, you know, should work. If we were to go ahead and render the picture now, we would go and see pretty much exactly what we'd see if we go for the iRay preview. So what we'd expect, just a white plane and two little balls here. So um, to, to maybe differentiate these things visually, let's head over to the surfaces tab and just, just make, them, make them look a little bit more, you know, just different. So on the first sphere, I'm going to go and uh, select, whoops, under the editor, I'm going to select the sphere here and we're going to go select the default surface and the base color here, I'm just going to put something else there. So maybe I'll make that, make that blue. I always like to stay away from, oh, there we go. I like to stay away from those colors that are 100% saturated, like these colors here. That's usually not very exciting or just looks false. So I like to, I like to just give it a, maybe like a hue of something along those lines. Maybe this one can be pink. And then the other one here, sphere number two, I'm going to do exactly the same thing and then perhaps go and uh, color that. I don't know, any color suggestions? Maybe yellow, blue. Let's go with yellow. 
Okay, so that's that. And perhaps the plane, we're going to make that just a little bit darker, I guess. Let's make the plane a little bit darker. Uh, the plane is very glossy. I like the sound of that. So let's make the base color darker. I see. Yes, you're right, actually. It is purple, isn't it? It's not pink at all, actually. Let's leave it purple. And on the the other thing that we're going to do uh, on the plane here is we're going to make that a little bit less glossy because right now the glossy color is complete white. So let's go and uh, make that a little bit darker. So we have two colorful balls on a kind of, well, we can even make it even darker on a darkish type surface. Something like that. That's just the setup. That's not even the canvas is talked about. So there we go. Let's talk about canvases next, right? So let's go back into render settings here. And in the render settings, now that we have a few things to choose from, we can now uh, on the, well, that's actually further down here. I think that's uh, that, that's what we're talking about now, this box here. So that's probably, hopefully we can see that. So uh, we have the type, I've talked about the type. We can also choose if we wanted to have an alpha rendered or not. So that's an option that we have. Uh, so without the alpha, that means we would just get uh, no alpha values. If we do render with alpha, then in our example, all this area that would be the sky that's currently undefined would be a cutout. So if we were to render a beauty of the three objects that we have here, plane and two balls, then we'd get basically exactly this cutout here, just like we see it, and the rest would be uh, transparent. So more or less exactly like we'd get if we just hit render. So what's the point in canvases? Well, here's, here's the trick. No matter if we select alpha or not, we can define a node that can include what type of objects, what types of objects or which, or which objects in the scene will be rendered on our image. So right now we don't have any nodes. We can either create one from the selection. That means whatever I've selected in the scene tab will be included in that node, or we can create a node manually and then add objects and remove objects to that kind of at will. So right now I've only got the plane selected here in my scene tab. Let me go and select the sphere number one, the purple sphere. And if I go ahead and create a node from the selection, then it'll ask me, hey, what would you like to call that? So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave that an NL1. It's probably, maybe I'll call it purple sphere. There we go. Can't spell because my, my, micro, my microphone is in the way of the keyboard. So that's, that's the reason there. So I'll call it purple sphere. And uh, now I've got it, I've got that selected here, but I've also got that in the node list down here. So this is another way of creating nodes. So I could also go ahead and just could click uh, this little plus button down here. And that'll create another node. And once again, it gives me a, a, a file name here or a node name. I'm gonna call that one yellow. But this one currently has nothing in it. And we can see that because this is tiny, suspicious or unsuspicious looking, looking little square here. If we click that, then we get this dialog which we, with which we can now select what we'd like to include in that node. If we'd had hierarchies of things like um, uh, things like a character that has, has parent-child relationships and those would all come up and we also must select everything that's underneath the character so a character the top of the character would literally only be the the, the top node but nothing underneath it looks kind of weird and I don't know why they didn't implement that but hey one of those things so I'm going to go and select the second sphere for my yellow node and hit accept and now we have two nodes here so up here again, we can now select either of these nodes or no nodes. Uh, 
So let's create that. Let's let's select the purple sphere. And with alpha selected, we can head over back to the editor and uh, under canvases, we now have another selection, which is canvas one. And that's the only one we currently have set up. So, well, there'll be others, but, you know, to show you something that actually in how it works, let's just go and hit render. Well, actually, what's, what's our, what are rendered dimensions here? Still in a new, that's perfect. Okay, cool. So if I go and click render, then after a few moments, we should see only the render of the purple sphere and that's because this is the only thing that's included in that node and we literally see nothing else we do see the reflections of the node but nothing else so we can go ahead and save that now as a png image and it'll be with transparency because we've clicked we've selected alpha there and that's kind of that's how that works if another object would be occluding this sphere like the yellow sphere if the yellow sphere is kind of in front of the purple sphere then we would get that cut out here as well so uh, they won't this won't show up uh, completely separately it will only show up in relation to other objects there so let's close this and select the yellow sphere or select the node of our yellow sphere so once again under advanced we leave all this alone here and the only thing that we're going to uh, change is we're going to change that node from purple sphere to yellow and then we'll hit render again yes mr wise you can uh, uh, good afternoon to houston texas by the way yes you can it's uh, it should be it should be sometimes you can even spool back but uh, it'll take after this is finished then youtube will take i don't know maybe an hour or so to process the video and then you can watch it completely uh, from the beginning so um, I'm going to show you quickly what happens if we occlude the one sphere with the other. We'll see what happens then. And then you can see that that's the, the cutout. And then we can have a look at some of the other canvases because there's something rather magical. I mean, this is uh, one thing is just to save this image once it's done. It will result in an image, but some of these other canvas options there, like depth canvas, for example, they will contain, they will create another folder where, wherever you save this picture and that will have some other images that that appear to have nothing in it but if you then open them in photoshop it's going to be all very exciting uh, maybe christina can help me there because christina is kind of she said to me this she said this once she is my photoshop wiki and i, I really like that expression that's very cool whenever i have a, a, a basic beginner photoshop question she's usually always there to help me out so i very much appreciate that so uh, let's see if we move that yellow sphere slightly over to here for example and then we'd render the purple sphere then you can see that effect that i mean there maybe we can just uh, zoom in a little bit as well maybe that's a bit occluded a little bit too much there looks almost like mickey mouse i hope it's not going to get any copyright infringements here for me <laughs> can you imagine we duplicate that and put that here it's terrible anyway so let's go and uh, select the whoops the purple sphere again here and quickly render i can show you what happens there thank you christina that's that's very kind of you to say there we go. This is the cutout I was talking about. We don't get to see the actual whole purple sphere. We only get to see that partially. So that's one of those things to keep in mind. If you wanted to see a full picture of the purple 
sphere behind it, you'd have to hide the yellow sphere in the scene tab, and then you can uh, then you get a get the full purple sphere there. Righty, let's uh, let's see what happens if we were to render a different canvas. So we can literally leave the nodes and the whole setup as it is, and uh, just change the canvas at the top here. So if we go and change this from beauty to something else, diffuse, specular, whoops, glossy, emission, many of these things, I really don't know what they are. I must, I must be absolutely brutally honest with you here. I have no idea. Shadow and ambient, for example, they say interactive only. And I think, again, don't quote me on this, I believe this refers to the type of renderer that you're using. So iRay has two types of renderers uh, in stock there. Usually there's there's one is the photoreal renderer and the other one is the interactive renderer. And the interactive one is slightly less accurate, but it's a lot faster than the photorealistic one. And I'm currently using this as the preview option because, or am I using this as a preview option? Let's have a look. You can, you can have a look at this under draw settings. So in draw settings, uh, you, while you're on the IRA viewport, you get to see all these types of options that define how this viewport behaves. So if you switch this from IRA to the texture shaded view, these options will change because they, they refer to the, the currently active view mode there. And in there, so if we stick with the IRA viewport, in here under uh, general, you get these things like bonding box or a bonding box and surface. So surface is the one where, where everything lights up orange and I like to leave that on, on a bounding box. But um, one of them is drawing here. And uh, my current draw mode is actually photo real. I thought it was interactive, but there we go. This is where you can change that photo real to interactive. And if we do that here, if I change this to interactive, you can see that Ira needs to restart rendering and the realism kind of goes away just a little bit there. So the shadows are not blurred, but it's much faster for me now to manipulate my scene. So I can, I can manipulate it and uh, the computer is actually capable of rendering all that and streaming it out to y'all at the same time. So if I were to change this back to photo real, then the look and feel of the scene changes just a little bit. And if I now try and move the scene, I mean, it's still possible, but it's just not as fast as it was a minute ago. So I think that's what that refers to. Some things are only available on these, um, on these canvases when we, when we talk about the interactive mode. I believe that's what that refers to. We can might as well just try it. If we try and render out a shadow pass for the yellow sphere, let me try that and see what happens now. So I believe that would also mean it uses the interactive render mode now. I don't know if I have to set this up manually because I could do that as well. So under the real render settings tab, I can go ahead and say under render mode up here, I can set that to photo real and interactive. And that's of course then the render that comes out of the device. So let me try this in photo real and just see what happens. Perhaps nothing happens or I get an error message. So it looks like it's just a regular image. So I think maybe that just didn't work so well. Let's go, let's go and switch this over to interactive and try this again, just the shadow pass. Ah, there we go. That looks very different. 
I haven't tried that myself yet, so I'm, I'm figuring all these many of these things out with you live together. So if you do have any suggestions, please chip in. Let's let's all explore this together and see if we can come up with more sense than what I can currently find on the DAS Studio documentation page. There we go. So it looks like this takes a long time to render. I hadn't quite anticipated that. All the others were relatively fast, so hmm, interesting. But hey, that's what uh, that's what the that's what the shadow interactive shadow render looks like, I guess. Let's let's go cancel that and move on to a different canvas, different canvas idea altogether. Perhaps, um, whoops, yes, I wish to cancel that render. Perhaps then, I I do. This is Das Studio just being a little bit complicated. So um, under, if we go back to the advanced settings here, if we go away from the interactive, let's have a look at perhaps a glossy render path. I haven't done that either yet. The only thing I've, I've explored was the beauty and the depth path. I don't know what LPE is either. Let's, let's have a look at glossy just, you know, just to see what, what happens. I'm going to go and switch this over under render mode back to the photo reel mode like it was before. And then we'll see what happens if I hit render. Ah, very interesting. That's the glossy pass. So uh, interesting. So we've got just to just to check what have we got here. We've got the glossy pass of the purple sphere. So it looks like is this this is the one that we did before this is anything that's glossy in the scene i guess if we compare that it could be but then again it, all i can see is that it's black so i can see i don't know yes i suppose the whole the whole sphere is glossy so perhaps that's that's what it is i don't know I'm still confused about campuses, to be honest. So let's try and move on to the one that I have explored and the one that will involve Photoshop, which is the one that is uh, the depth pass. So depth is these are all these all behave really really weird. So some, uh, the depth pass is a, is a good example because uh, I know how to make sense of the weirdness. So if we go and stick with the purple sphere, we uh, no actually let's do something else. Let's add all these objects to the to that note. Let's do that. So instead of um, uh, instead of just using one sphere, let's go and select the, the... Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for your subscription. I much appreciate that. Very good. Thank you. Let's select... <laughs> thank you, Cecily. Very kind of you. Let's select the sphere one, sphere two, and the plane, all of them together. And then on the bottom uh, left here, under the uh, nodes list, no, we can't actually do that on depth. Oh, we can't do that on depth. I completely forgot about that. Those boxes have now gone away. Let me do this anyway. Let me do. Let me go and uh, create another node here. Let me go create another node, and we're going to call this everything. And in everything, that's where we're going to go and select all of these things. The depth node. I completely forgot. The depth node doesn't let us add a node. To this thing so if we go back to beauty then we get the selection of what we want so we could now select everything but the depth pass doesn't actually do that so oh, very interesting so let's go with depth and hit render 
And so what we'll see is, first of all, it happened rather fast. This is the render, it's already done, but we see literally no information. We'd always see is white. And that's because this image that's actually being rendered here, that doesn't matter. This is not anything we can really use. We have to save it nonetheless. Let me just go and, uh, and create another little folder on my desktop here. I'm going to call that screen card, or I'm going to call that canvases. Canvases, there we go. Double click in it and just go select that folder because now we have to give it a file name over here. And we're going to call that, uh, let's call that depth test. There we go. And as soon as we save it, watch what happens. There's this little window that popped up and, and in larger scenes, it'll take just a tiny bit longer to render. And the reason for that is that when we now minimize Dash Studio and go into our canvases folder, we can see that one, we have that picture that I've just rendered here. So that's the, the depth test, that's the actual PNG image. But we also have this folder here, which is the depth test canvases. So any canvas that I've set up that can render out um, other passes will be in this folder here. So in our case, if I double click that, all I get is the, uh, the, 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 the EXR image of the depth map. And that uh, can now be opened in something like Photoshop. And let's go ahead and do that. So if I double click that, I've only just installed Photoshop on here this morning. I hope it's gonna work. By the way, any of the Photoshop users are among you, do you know why they've changed the Photoshop image from that woman with pink paint all over back to the guy with no head? I, I thought that was the previous version of Photoshop, so that was really confusing me there, one of those things. So anyway, we get an option here to see if we wanted to load this as transparency or as alpha channel. I think I'm going to go with transparency just to demonstrate this. And uh, now we see this which is also a white image. It's also not exactly what we want because we don't have any other information there. But um, thanks to an internet article that I'm gonna link to in a moment uh, by, uh, by a user known as, known as uh, Nabesaka. Let me go and link to that right now. He's explained that this can be used for for extracting that information. And I believe what he's saying is we go to image. Is that correct? Uh, maybe I have to go and consult his notes here. <laughs> he says we can convert this and maybe Christina can, can help me answer this. Uh, we can go to image adjustments. There we go, adjustments, HDR toning. And this is not something I do every day, but as soon as we do that, uh, we get this question here, HDR toning will flatten the document. Let's go ahead and do that. And that will now extract the information that we've, that we've got there in our image. So objects that are lighter are further away than objects that are darker, which are closer to the camera. And I guess what we could now do with it, we could use this as kind of a, a filter or like a map for a blur filter and then blur objects that are darker less than objects that are lighter. And I suppose, you know, I, I don't really know that much about, about this technique, but this is how you can artificially introduce depth of field in the image that is not generated by the uh, camera filter there or by the, by the camera setting in Das Studio. Yes, yeah, so uh, a lot of stuff to explore.
Right, thank you for confirming that. The mirror thing, is it the mirror? That's the, the guy with the, with the kind of glass ball on his head, right? Biscuits, that's the one, that's the latest version of uh, Photoshop. I believe, uh, we can, let's go click OK and see which version I actually have. Do you remember where to find that? On, on the Mac, it's just so much easier to find. For about Photoshop CC, there we go. 20.0.4. Is, is that the latest version? Where was it again? About Photoshop, there we go, yeah. 20.0.4. The headless guy is 2019. Okay, cool. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Yes, so there we go. That is that is how you can extract a depth canvas. But uh, no matter how you then use this in Photoshop, again, this is not something I'm, I'm really familiar with. But from what I gather is you would have to go and uh, render this image out without canvases and then mix the two together. So doing that would mean uh, going back to the editor and under canvases we cannot actually select we would not deselect canvases from here if you wanted to just render out a regular image without canvases what you do is you'd go back to advanced and then you just untick that box that says canvases i believe it'll remember all your settings here but uh, Getting rid of that tick box and going back to the editor means that field is removed here. And now if we hit render, then we just get a regular IRA image of everything that's in the scene, just like we just like we know it basically. There we go. Yes, so um, uh, this is the thing. So you can now save this, uh, and this is without cam canvases. So I'm just gonna call that one uh, spheres as a PNG image, save that. And then in Photoshop, I can go ahead and open that one. And I'm sure we can somehow merge this with that. I just have no idea how to do it. I'm, I'm not that savvy in Photoshop. Hey, but Christina, that may be another uh, idea for an upcoming tutorial of yours. I'd, I'd love to know how, how to do that because uh, right now I know I can apply a lens blur filter here, I believe. But that's I haven't managed to do this with uh, with as a smart object. I guess a smart object. This this particular type of filter, the one I mean, is under filter blur, lens blur. And as soon as I turn this into a smart object, the this option is grayed out. So I guess it's a destructive filter. But in it here, I have the option to then. So this is kind of a default blur that's applied there. Uh, up here under depth map. I believe I can use a transparency or a layer mask. So I guess if I were to turn that depth map that we've rendered into a layer mask, I should be able to select that and then, you know, perhaps get, get the desired result. Something to figure out at one point. As I said, I, I really don't know how to do that, but that is how you use canvases in a nutshell. That is really all I have prepared for today. It's kind of a little test here. This is all I know about canvases. There is, of course, whoops, there is, of course, a lot else that we can um, that we can explore here. So just by ticking that tick box back, it uh, will allow you to select all these other types of canvases here. So uh, normal, environment, light, alpha, LPE. 
really don't know what these things are. I also haven't found a documentation on this. So if you know that documentation, if there's anything, it's the same for V-Ray as well. So V-Ray has similar options. I believe the canvases are named slightly differently. But uh, if you do have any documentations, please let me have it. Uh, drop them down in the comments or drop them down in the chat. That would be fantastic. That is really all I have uh, prepared for today. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a shortish kind of live stream. I'm glad to see that all these things uh, were working well. So my new graphics card is working well. The computer is working okay. Uh, canvases, this is all I know about canvases. Nothing is blown up in our faces. So I guess, you know, that is that is great. I'm going to test more of this new setup tomorrow at 4 p.m. EST when I'm going to go deep sea diving in the wonderful, beautiful worlds of Subnautica. And uh, at that point, we're going to see hopefully a slightly higher frame rate there in the um, in the whole setup. I've tried it. It works. Everything is working fine. We're also going to see good reflections. I'm hoping we can explore this statue or this kind of alien structure that will allow us to see how real-time reflections work and uh, how the GPU can kind of render them in. So join me for that if you're so inclined. Other than that, if you have any other suggestions, with uh, for forthcoming topics of these live streams please let me know and i thank you so much for for joining me today have a wonderful friday have a wonderful weekend and take care bye bye